Thoth's Hermes podcast. Welcome to the world of the Western esoteric tradition. Hello, friends and listeners. Welcome and welcome back to the Thoth Hermes podcast. My name is Rudolf, as ever, and I am, as ever, your host. Well, this is not yet a new episode, but I'm happy to be back from a long silence from my spiritual maintenance, as I called it. And I am happy to announce to you today that this long period of silence is now coming to an end. Thank you so much, everyone, for having stayed loyal to the Thought Hermes podcast. I got regularly messages from you people, and it was lovely to hear from you. And I am also very happy to say that the download figures have been really stable over the last few weeks, even though the pause has been really quite long. So this shows that many of you have chosen also to maybe listen to episodes that you haven't heard previously or there must be even some new people out there who have discovered the Thoth Hermes podcast in the meantime. I'm extremely grateful to all of you and to your loyalty, and I hope this will carry on like that with what is coming next. Well, we will be back soon, as I said, and I will announce to you in a moment when exactly that will be. Before that, let me just tell you that in order to make the wait a little bit shorter, you will get, uh, well, I call them two treats in the meantime. Uh, two treats. One is this little episode of 20, 25 minutes of today with two special texts that I'm going to present to you in a moment. And the other treat is going to be an interview that I have already recorded back in September before I started taking my break. And this interview is with Canadian author Richard Gavin. And I will present that interview to you in two weeks' time, exactly in two weeks. That will be uh, March the 7th. On that day, I will launch it. It will be just the interview. No music, no comments around, just the interview, so that while you wait for the new real episode to come out, you will have that real and really interesting interview with Canadian author Richard Gavin, which I enjoyed much to do. Right, and what about today? Today, um, yeah, well, you, you might remember that uh, in November, I have asked you and some of my guests on the show to tell me about their experiences they made in that period of COVID. I mean, their experiences mainly related to the occult world and how they live that situation. And some of you have replied and many of my guests have replied. And then I decided in the end not to do that special episode on it because so much has already been said about COVID and the whole situation. And I sincerely hope that all of you out there are coping with the situation uh, well, I really hope that. But I decided today to take two special texts out and present them to you today. And two texts which are both 
very exciting, I find, but both very different. The first is by our beloved Madeleine Lydian Spencer, who was on this show already about over a year ago. And she refers to that to that sentence um, which says, Here I cannot but take notice that the strange temper of the people of London at that time contributed extremely to their own destruction. Well, um, this is a text, of course, which is from back in the 19th century, but um, Madeleine has made her own thing with that, with a wonderful text on a dark background music that she recorded from you. The text is called The Stifling Air, and it talks a bit about her impressions in that very strange period we are all going through. Okay, and she recorded that for me, and this will be coming immediately after this announcement, after my intro here. And after Madeleine Ledin Spencer's text, which you can also find online, I'll put it online as well, I will read you a letter to boys and girls, as our contributor called it. And our contributor was also part of this show a little over a year, and but she decided to use a pseudo, an Elias for that text, and that Elias is called Folana. So that letter to boys and girls in the lonely room from Folana is also about impressions in a very different way uh, from that from Madeleine, impressions out of the time of the pandemic. A lovely text, uh, really um, worth for discussion, things that you might like, might not like, but it's very interesting and very touching and very intimate as a text. And I read that for you. That will be the second part of this little intermediate special episode. So once again, today, those two texts by Madeleine Ledin Spencer and by Folana, just to come up now. And in two weeks time, it will be Richard Gavin in the interview only intermediate episode on the Thought Hermes podcast. And here we go. The next season and the next shows, the regular shows with regular appearances again, will start on Easter Sunday. That is April the 4th. April the 4th will be the moment when the Thos Hermes podcast will be fully back on the stage, on air, and I will be really looking forward to have you as my regular guests again. Okay, enough words for now. So, Listen to Madeleine Lily Spencer now and then to Fulana. Enjoy Richard Gavin in two weeks' time and be back for all the new episodes to come starting April the 4th. And now I can only tell you, take care, stay tuned, hear you soon. Here I cannot but take notice that the strange temper of the people of London at that time contributed extremely to their own destruction. Here we walk on tortoise shells, thrift store silver, essential desert song, paperback broken in 
this year of stifling air, of perfect isolation. I made a friend of solitude long ago. Pale faces hung low with the dread well known. Passing in tatters, they wear this coruscating moment like an ill-fitting suit. The strange exhilaration in this year of stifling air. But this withdrawal that lay against my skin is saturated exalted satin. I know this place is home. This year of stifling air of justified separation. Call to lovers and lovers answer in loneliness. They wear their dismay, tugging at seams, skin crawling with need, a longing I made my lover long ago. Scintillating lights and orbital decay and grand emancipation from the sunlight, self-hateful and unforgiving, free to shine in this year of stifling air. We meet in secret, we lay plans in grandeur, we feed our fires, never needing another's furtive fingers graze, only their gaze, warmed by stifling air. who, the breaking of this seal, revel in one more fine banality, unfettered even by epidemiology, a great evacuation of God's gaping bowels, here at the end of the end of the end of some days or another, a slow motion apocalypse at 365 days per second. Who are these people passing by? Do they have lives and identities other than their occasional improprietous incursion into my world? A brief interaction and I wonder, might I be so lucky to see this past grow stronger and more cruel? It's enough to make me want to grow ill myself so that I might see a thousand endings by my own exasperated exhalations. Soft-seeking orbs, how I want to squash them like grapes against the roof of my mouth. Trouble me not, lest I terrify thee. Today, I think they are people indeed. And thus my lust for their extinguishment becomes all the more amorous. I can stay here alone for a long, long time. I can wait. I was made for this waiting. I'd like to see how many of them break to pieces and fall to ruin. How many simply welcome some uninvited guest into their already fetid spiritum. Be it isolation or be it contagion, something will break you, lovely stranger. Something beautiful. In this most perfect year of stifling air. Letter to Boys and Girls In the Lonely Room from Fulana Dear unknown friend, but beloved fellow traveller, I really hate it when people tell me you are not alone, as if those words magically solve all my problems. 
How do they know, anyway? What do they know that I don't know? It feels like a failure of understanding, even of caring, caring enough to try. Just try, that's my motto. Try to understand. We need understanding now more than ever. I guess that's why it is so hard for us kids from 9 to 90 to talk about our feelings and what is bothering us. Our poor emotions have been buried alive, encased, as journalist Stephanie Zacharek so cutely put it, in our own lonely snow globe. Millions, maybe billions of others are going through this right now. Too many sad people feeling excluded from the mainstream. Invisible. Even before COVID, we were caught in a thoughtless lifestyle that somehow leaves people out. Our own particular trouble, like loneliness, might seem like the least of the world's mighty problems, but they're not. They're legion. But hey, why not break out? Find a lonely person and comfort him. Be friendly. You have nothing to lose. Your time is well spent forgetting yourself and encouraging someone else. What does it cost to be kind? No, not random kindness, but the warmth of your own good heart. I know all about isolation and I know it's not easy. It's unhealthy. Having to be by yourself so much of the time, it's not normal. Man is a social animal. It is only natural to want company. We crave connection. Roger McNamee. So hang in there. Don't give up. But when the isolation really gets to you, think of children worse off than yourself. Instant cure. Think of the ragged kids in refugee camps with hardly a roof over their head or anything decent to eat, and lucky if there is a school for them. Think about them the next time you are licking your ice cream or complaining about school. Think about the poor children in Yemen who are dying every single day. Think about them for a minute. But it boils down to this. You must be strong. Believe me, nothing but your own grit will carry you through these dark days. You must find the courage within. Search within. It's there. Pray, be brave, try. Do your best. That's all you can do. Just try. Be useful. Help around the house or find something cool to do in the yard or neighborhood. My friend, it's important you realize that even though you are very young, you are not helpless. Not at all. I just read about a 10-year-old girl who started a successful crayon business in shades of brown. Don't hide. Be there when problems or new situations arise. The pandemic era is going to be all about helping each other, sharing. Stick to simple solutions, something everyone can immediately understand. Use common sense and imagination. God gave you that and wants you to think for yourself. And please, be cheerful. Just try. I know it's hard sometimes. But make the effort. 
It's the effort that counts more than the result. If you remember anything I've ever said to you, remember that. The operative word is try. Try to make the most of your situation. Make a difference. Crack a joke, sing a song, break the ice. Make someone smile. But most of all, more important than anything, be yourself. Be you. Follow your dream. Fact. In the Hubei province of China, where the virus first broke out, when they asked 2,000 schoolchildren how the lockdown was affecting them, many felt just as worried and depressed as us. Meanwhile, in England, half of the doctors are reporting a rash of mental health issues under the virus blues. But let's get one thing straight. Feeling lonely is natural. It is not a disease. Let's be clear on that. Sure, solitude is great sometimes, but most people do dread being left alone. Forgive me for saying this, but I think a lot of couples stay together for fear of ending up by themselves. But what's important now and forever is how we react to our fate. Whatever it may be, that's the challenge, because in this life, we will have to learn a thing or two about mastering our emotions. A Jewish sage once gave the whole teaching in three short words. Sink or swim. And keep in mind that loneliness is now actually a worldwide affair. Yet even before COVID, one out of three American kids said they had no friends. That's not good. Surveys also have 4 out of 10 office workers in the world feeling lonely, saying they don't have a single friend at work, and now, with so many people working from home, half of them say they feel more lonely and abundant than ever. Okay, it's an epidemic. The loneliness epidemic. Even elephants are getting lonely, but there's hope. Ka'avan, the world's loneliest elephant, has finally been moved from a zoo to a wonderful wildlife reserve after a zealous campaign to free him from man's dreary confinement. The isolation he suffered at the zoo, say his supporters, was cruel and painful. And that says it all. Us human beings and animal friends really, really really need each other, need to belong. Feeling left out hurts very badly. But first try to imagine not even having a country that wants you. Refugees. Alas, in the heart of darkness, terrible isolation only magnifies our problems, filling us with self-doubts, resentment, heartbreak, self-pity and worry. These are the nasty demons we deal with in the lonely room. Maybe that's why sages have always fled to the wilderness, to confront and conquer those powerful demons which prey so freely upon the lonely. Your resistance toughens you up, though. It gives you visions. Maybe it's time to put your imagination in gear. Start a diary. Learn an instrument or science, 
something. They talk about quarantine fatigue, but heck, we have to get past all this burnout. We've run out of all the easy answers, but I can tell you this. When you are alone, that is the right time for creative inspiration. For me, it's music and dance and writing. What is it for you? Everyone's different. Be you and stay strong. In wisdom, love and power, your own Fulana. <laughs>